0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, December 15th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. No deal on ag labor reform, global farm optimism on prices, and McCarthy's spending ultimatum. Bennett Newhouse introduced H-2A bill as talks flounder. Senator Michael Bennett, the Colorado Democrat, has been working for months to get a deal on ag labor reform. But with no deal in sight and this Congress wrapping up soon, Bennett today is introducing his own version of the House Past Farm Workforce Modernization Act with Representative Dan Newhouse, the Republican of Washington. Newhouse told AgriPulse yesterday that Bennett has been unable to reach an agreement with the lead GOP negotiator, Idaho Senator Mike Crapo, on changes to the FWMA that could win sufficient Republican support. Meanwhile, farmers are facing another big increase in wages for H-2A workers in 2023, an average of 7% nationwide. Bennett and Newhouse have been working to reform the wage-setting process and expand the availability of H-2A workers. I hate to be in the position of saying I told you so, but here we are. It truly is a desperate situation for American agriculture, Newhouse said. The chances of passing ag labor reform are virtually nil in the next Congress. Newhouse noted that House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, the California Republican, has said immigration reform is off the table in the next Congress. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Survey Brazil's farmers close to U.S. on conservation. Farmers around the world are optimistic about their financial situation heading into 2023. That, according to a survey of 5,500 producers by the consulting firm McKinsey and Company. Some 70% of the producers surveyed say they expect their profits to remain stable or increase next year because of strong commodity prices. But across the board, farmers globally say their biggest risk heading into the new year is high input prices. The survey included questions about farmers' adoption of some conservation practices, low tillage, cover crops, control release fertilizers, and variable rate fertilization. The survey asked whether farmers are using those practices now or plan to during the next two years. The results suggest Brazilian farmers are on par with or ahead of U.S. growers in those categories. The EU, meanwhile, stands out when it comes to cover crops. 82% of the European farmers who were surveyed say they use them or plan to. The survey respondents included 1,350 farmers in the United States, about 500 each in Brazil and Argentina, and another 600 in Europe. By the way, about 12% of the farmers in North and South America say they either participate in carbon programs or intend to, compared to 24% in Europe. Vilsack, climate smart program will benefit the world. The Biden administration's climate smart commodities initiative won't just be a boon for U.S. farmers. Producers around the globe will benefit from the $3 billion program, according to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. We're going to be very transparent about this, he said, during a webinar sponsored by the Journal of Foreign Policy yesterday. He noted that USDA is requiring the projects to provide regular reports on their progress to USDA. He said the effort that's likely to provide global benefits is work to slash methane emissions from rice production. STB told improper rail embargoes hurting ag shippers. National Grain and Feed Association CEO Michael Seifert says railroad embargoes can force grain processors to run at lower than normal capacities and that makes it harder for livestock and poultry operations to get feed delivered in time. The delays also can trigger demurrage fees by ocean carriers on grain exports, he told the Surface Transportation Board yesterday. Testifying at a second day of STB hearings, Seifert said NGFA knows railroads like Union Pacific may need to use embargoes to deal with weather events and other disasters outside their control. But he said railroads should not be using embargoes to solve congestion issues stemming from their own actions. We strongly urge against the use of embargoes as a planned business practice when the system becomes conjectured because of the actions of the railroad, namely not having sufficient personnel or making necessary capital expenditures, Seifert said. Now keep in mind, Railroads use embargoes to restrict the movement of goods to certain points to prevent congestion. UP has imposed more than 1,000 embargoes this year, compared to just five in 2017. Ukraine farms shutting down as war rages. Ukraine small family farms are becoming another casualty of the war with Russia that according to a new analysis from the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, one of every four family farms has either significantly reduced production or stopped completely, significantly cutting the Ukrainian food supply. Ukraine's agriculture sector is an important source of livelihoods for the roughly 13 million Ukrainians living in rural areas, said Pierre Vautier, head of FAO's Ukraine country office. While around two-thirds of agricultural production is made by enterprises, rural households produce about 32%. The situation is worse in rural areas that are the closest to combat zones, and it's expected to worsen as the war drags on into the coldest winter months, says FAO. Finally, here's today's He Said It. It is evident that the department's political leadership set out to achieve a predetermined outcome and purposefully ignored important steps in the process that could get in their way that Senate Agriculture Committee ranking member John Bozeman of Arkansas. He was reacting to a Government Accountability Office report that said USDA updated the thrifty food plan, which determines benefit levels in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program without, quote, key project management and quality assurance practices in place. Among the findings, GAO said USDA did, quote, a limited internal review of the TFP report instead of a formal peer review. USDA disagreed with some of the criteria GAO used in its review. The update resulted in a significant increase in SNAP benefits. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, December 15th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative.